0: morning church i decided i did not want to stand up while we were preaching so i'm just going to sit down no um we are as a church in our year-long journey through the book of matthew and one of the most important sections of that book of matthew that we're going to go through is the sermon on the mount where Matthew compiled so much of Jesus's teaching and put it in kind of one solid chunk. And we are in this series because we want to get through the rest of the book of Matthew. We're moving pretty quick through that. Um, But we have had a life group at Dallas Church that has been studying the Sermon on the Mount since September. And they are going to keep going until like June because there is so much richness in there. And so I thought, you know, rather than um, just hearing one person's thoughts on what the Sermon on the Mount might have for us, I'd really like to hear from this group and what they've studied over the past year. So um, we have our super special guests with Joyce Garland over there and Julian Kornman. You can go ahead and wave. Yeah, there you go. Marianne Hatch. Um, and then joe bullock my wife so um and i managed to get joe on the stage with me for like the first time no Um, here we go let's pray and then we'll get we'll get this discussion going father god um, we pray that your word um, would speak to our church god we pray that the way that your word has interacted with our hearts um, would encourage each other that you would make a difference that you would bear fruit in our lives and that would we would uh, be people that follow you and so it's in your name jesus we pray amen amen well you guys have been going through um, the book called what if jesus was serious Um, and i remember when joyce approached me she was like hey i want to take a group through this book it was like absolutely yes i think everybody should take jesus seriously because what more is there to being a christian then taking Jesus seriously and I've kind of been on a personal journey of trying to figure out what discipleship means over the last six months and one of the definitions that I've come up with or something that I've been interacting with that I really appreciate is the idea of taking our lives and shaping them around the teachings of Jesus and really what that means is in every situation that our lives need to be shaped around they need to look like what Jesus said what Jesus commanded us to do. And so um, I'm excited for some of the answers you guys are gonna have for me today. Um, And first question, I wanna know, what does it mean to take Jesus seriously?
1: Well, I think I get to start with that one. And first of all, I just wanted to say um, also good morning to Angela, Diane, Rachel, and Kimberly. They're um, the other half of our group that weren't able to be here for various reasons. But um, we all, as a larger group, had discussed these questions and kind of compiled these answers. um, And we talked about to take Jesus seriously, we look at how kind of the world views him. And in today's society, there's a large contingent of people who look at Jesus rather flippantly, as if he were a simple man who led a simple life. And while he was admirable, um, that life perhaps was not something to be replicated or even attempted in today's society. And then on the other hand, according to the author of our our book that we're using, um, Sky Jitani, he says um, that there are Christians, um, a large faction of Christians, especially in America, who believe that we are marginalized or persecuted in a variety of ways because we take Jesus too seriously, and if we would just relax our views and hold our faith a little more loosely and let the popular culture override uh, biblical teachings, then maybe we'd be accepted more in society and fit in.
2: So um, Julie, Thank you. Um, So taking Jesus seriously means really digging deep into the words of the Sermon on the Mount and thinking, what does that look like for me in my life in 2023? Um, You know, because I've read it in the Bible many times, but how does that pertain to how I'm living out my life? Um, On page 12, I love it, where it said, if we want the culture to take Jesus more seriously, maybe we should try it first.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then um, the next one we were asking about, so how... How is it that people might not take Jesus seriously enough?
1: All right. So we talked about this as a group, too, and I don't know that we necessarily wrote down anything in our notes, but um, we talked about how, uh, what did, uh, Rachel had a perfect definition for this, the chester. Um, Anyway, the Christmas and Easter crowd, uh, it was kind of funny. We were laughing at that. But um, we say it's too hard to live up to the Sermon on the Mount standards, um, and I'll let Joe talk about that. But Rachel, who's not here, said, while we're seeking to hold ourselves um, accountable, the rest of the world seeks ways to be less accountable, like um, you're constantly trying to find um, wiggle room, like you're trying to find ways to not be so accountable um, in your spiritual walk. And so that's something that through this study, we're learning to find our ways more and more accountable to Jesus and to his teachings. So
0: we're kind of going against the grain Absolutely. in that moment when yes. we're saying this is the standard that we wanna hold ourselves yes. to. Yes, uh, And we do, I think, that's, I think that's true. We live in a culture where we're looking for freedom from standards, we're looking for freedom to set our own standards, mm-hmm. um, and then so you guys, this—if I go back just a little bit, um, you talked about how um, in the. Book, Introducing to America that one of the, the new Alfa Romeo Jewelry That we rate with is the, idea that the, the religious weirdo This is in a way the people It's that designed take to make Jesus travel easier. You can pack right. more into it because and this. That our culture. Some of them might be like the story that we get is people might be more open to Jesus if Christians would just take a chill pill mm-hmm. and you know yeah. back off on some of what we believe. But what what is the truth that that really counteracts that story? What would what would this study kinda say to that?
1: So I think part of that is um one one of the uh st- One of the lessons that really stuck in my mind was um, The passage where if your eye offends you cut it out if your hand offends you cut it off Um, if you know if your body parts are offending you get rid of them and um, You still have a heart that is wicked and deceitful above all things you're still rolling into heaven as a uh, sinful wicked thing and so you have to let Jesus do that work in your heart. You have to allow Him to make that change, and you can only do that by um, having that daily walk with Him, getting to know who Christ really is, and learning, 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 pouring, constantly pouring in, and having that daily relationship with Jesus. Yeah, changing. Yeah, very good.
0: Oh. Yeah, say it in the microphone. Sorry, changing
3: your intent because in this book it's all about um, your intentions and making your intentions be more um, positive and um, fulfilling of what God wants you to do.
0: Yeah, because that's that's the major theme in the Sermon on the Mount. And actually like anything, what does it mean to take Jesus seriously? Is to look at the heart behind the action. Um, And one of of the things that I just really appreciated from this book that really spoke to my heart as I, I grew up in the church And I kind of believed that story that I kind of wished people would take Jesus less seriously so I could have more fun as a teenager so that I could, you know, whatever. Um, But if we really look at what Jesus actually said, like most of the time when people are having a strong reaction to something, it is not because we are loving our neighbor as ourselves. We are serving the poor. We are praying for those who persecute us. It's it's really because we are taking not even jesus is teaching but what people have taught us about jesus and we're taking that too seriously um, and so i think this just this is just an invitation with us to take it back to the heart of what jesus um would have for us and so what i guess this leads really well into this next question but as you have been on a journey of taking jesus seriously what have you had to unlearn when you approached the sermon on the mount that maybe like you grew up with in church or people told you about jesus what have you had to unlearn in this process joe go for it you got this
4: okay (laughs) (laughs) yes um so yeah kind of going back to um what joyce was referring to with our cultural christianity something that i've had to unlearn um is kind of that idea that there's these guardrails of all these do's and don'ts in the Bible that I have to stay inside, right, like those things that you were talking about where everyone says, I'll just relax about it, (laughs) Um, and I struggled with that growing up in the church and having all of, you know, like all the do's and don'ts, and then everyone can like point to the scripture verse that says, like, you shouldn't go out and party with your friends, you shouldn't go do this. Um, And then as I came into my faith and I started reading the scripture more for myself and building my relationship with the Lord, I kind of pushed back on that a little bit because there were things that I felt um, were taught to me that were taken out of context from the way that they were intended in scripture. And so then I, in my adult life, have had like some struggle with what I call the Christian ethic, like what we should and shouldn't be doing because we love Jesus. Um, And this book really like, helped me look into examining deeply, like, the Sermon on the Mount and what Jesus actually meant by what he was saying, Um, and like Marianne was saying, it all comes down to the intent and the heart, and is my heart actually chasing after Jesus and actually following what he says, and so um, it's allowed me to kind of look outside of those guardrails and think more about um, the intent of what I'm doing, like, is this decision that I'm making or the like, thoughts that I'm thinking, are they honoring to God, and are they honoring to other people? And um, that centering really helps me with the struggle of, like, what can I and can I not do, and all the nitty-gritty stuff.
0: (laughs) Anybody else want to pile on with that? What have you had to unlearn? You want to say something?
1: No, You're okay. um, I was just going to um, say that Diane, who's not here today, but she said something that was, I thought, really good about um, as a newer believer she said that she has just often read the bible as like the cliff notes versions of the bible and uh just kind of skimming over it and oh that's a really pretty verse and it's a nice little quote and you know having the little um, magnet on the fridge and um, that this has taught her that there's so much more depth and the, the Bible is absolutely meant for our edification, for, our, um, for our, our learning, for our life. And her daughter, Rachel, who happens to be an amazing biblical scholar as well, was talking about how um, we are relearning cultural Christianity um, that if you grew up in the church and you've just been taught certain things and just always accepted it, we're learning to go find what does that really mean and learning that it's safe and okay to doubt and question God and then be safe in learning the answers by going to scripture and finding the truth and that the Lord not only blesses that search but welcomes those questions. So that's something that we all felt like we hadn't felt free to do that in our earlier walks with mm-hmm. the Lord. Well,
0: And I think that's a great exercise for when we approach a passage of Scripture, if we've spent time with it, to maybe try and delete some of the files that we're uploading or what people have said about it. I, I was doing a, a Bible study this week with some people on John 3.16, and... And there's a lot of really good stuff in there, but what's really hard is that I've heard John 3.16 so many times that it could almost mean nothing. Or I'm just kind of skipping over it instead of slowing down and asking good questions. What, what does it actually mean <laughs> yeah. to believe in Jesus? And I, I love those moments when I ask people questions and they're like, don't you know? Like you're a pastor you should know this like no but for the sake of discussion right like let's let's ask what does this actually mean i don't think that's taking the text seriously instead of just accepting whatever we have heard about it so let's let's talk about a couple different um key points what what would it mean and what does it look like for us to take jesus seriously in his teachings about the kingdom of heaven so if we're gonna we're gonna delete some of those files that we have and we're just going to approach what did jesus say about the kingdom of heaven what what would you guys have to say about that
4: things to say about oh, that, please Andrew. Too.
0: Please say, please say
4: <laughs> um, So the kingdom of heaven, again, like growing up in church, I wasn't entirely sure what Jesus meant when he said that. And I kind of had this idea of like, oh, Jesus is talking about like the afterlife or like the end of all things when um, God makes everything new, which is true. Um, but like examining the words of Jesus a little more closely has helped me realize how much the kingdom of heaven is now as well, so um, I think there's, I'm gonna pull a bend, there's somewhere in scripture where uh, Jesus says, <laughs> right, the kingdom is at hand and it's already here and it's coming, so it's like happening all at once. Um, and so in the book, Sky gets into thinking about like, okay, like what is the kingdom of heaven and what are we, um, what are we as a group of people who follow Jesus creating um, in the here and now And so thinking less about like what is coming and more about like, how do I take God's kingdom of heaven and bring it here right now?
0: Anyone else something on the kingdom?
4: Yeah, that was, I I think for me
1: that um, it kind of goes back to what I'm unlearning and having heard the Sermon on the Mount my entire life in church. And when we got to that section on the kingdom of heaven and I too was like, Joe, yeah, that's, far away when I'm you know when I'm dead and gone I'm going to the kingdom of heaven yay and learning that it's right here right now and what are you doing to advance the kingdom of heaven on earth and I thought on earth and then I realized it is on earth as well as in heaven and if we are truly in the kingdom of heaven right now then we have a lot of work to do in the name of Jesus and there's a lot being un, that, that's not being done by myself and by other believers. And uh, it gave much more of a sense of urgency and also purpose, a sense of purpose. My spiritual life really hasn't been there before. My spiritual life was kind of like more about me. Now it's more about others. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, and I I, I think that that's one of those things we need to unlearn because Mm -hmm. um, Jesus does. He announces the kingdom. He says, I'm going to show you the kingdom of heaven. And yes, like there is heaven and this is not it. Like what Mm -hmm. we're living in is the broken, fallen world. But um, we are citizens of the kingdom. Like if we take the language of the New Testament, like we are living as people in that kingdom. Mm -hmm. And we have a mission to live that out. And one of, my, one of my favorite moments, we were doing youth group one time, and one kid was absent. And I was talking about how uh, at the end of the Bible, like yes, there is heaven, but it's not just that we, we die, we go away to heaven. But God takes heaven and earth, and he remakes them, and he puts them together. There's new heaven and new earth. And so I told the youth group, I don't want to go to heaven. I want to go to new heaven and new earth and the one kid who was absent came back the next week and everyone was like and andrew's not going to heaven and we're like what but so it's a, like it's a both and and it's something where it gives us hope that jesus is going to make this right because we believe in a king um and we believe he's going to rule his kingdom And so i think that gives us um, a mission too as we teach at you know middle schools in dallas Oregon, and other places and gives us lots of good stuff Uh, what about what about prayer what does it mean to take jesus seriously when it comes to prayer
1: oh boy
2: (laughs) um i didn't i didn't prepare anything for that but basically (laughs) for me it's all about a personal relationship and i've really come to grasp that concept more as we're going through this. It's like, it's not necessarily um, what people see or, and again, going back to intent, it's really about the relationship. And it's funny because I've always preached that as a teacher. I'm like, oh, it's all about the relationships. And it's slowly dawning on me. Yes, Julene, it's all about the relationship. <laughs> and how do you get close or, you know, how, how are, why are friends so close? We spend time together all the time. So dot, dot, dot. Oh, maybe I should be spending more time with God and developing this relationship. So I know it seems very basic, but this is the one that really hit me. So
0: you got to spend time praying. Actual
2: time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a relationship and an important one.
3: Um, I was going to say in one of our lessons, he said, if Jesus was serious, then we are never truly alone when we pray um, because of the Lord's prayer. And there, it binds us together. So as it's a relationship with you and God, it's also a relationship with you and all other believers that are all praying.
0: Yeah, yeah because the very first line of the Lord's Prayer is our Father.
3: Not mine or, not yeah. Mine or I. Yeah. yeah, not
0: mine. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think there's an encouragement in that too. I've, I've had seasons where I do feel... I feel alone, or I feel unworthy, or I feel like I'm struggling in my faith. And like, how encouraging is that, that when, when we go before God, we say, our Father. We're, we're linking arms, right? We're sitting on the couch together and saying, Dad, we need help. And I, I think there's a lot of hope in that. I think that's cool. What, what has happened in your prayer life as you have kind of leaned into relationship or or been inspired to spend more time with God?
3: Um, Mine has definitely gotten a lot stronger. Um, I feel like going through this and um, you know being with other believers and talking about prayer has helped me to grow my prayer. Like I've always prayed, I've grown up in the church my whole life. And I've always prayed, but I don't think I've had the prayer relationship with God. I think that I have now after going through this study and being held accountable by the people around me. Um, So I think it's made my prayer life deeper than it ever was before. That's really cool.
0: Joyce, how about you?
1: Um, For me, it's been an issue of control. Um, I'm kind of a type A personality. Uh, I take control, and I like to be in control. And in my prayer life, when I go through difficult things, I say, I give the Lord control of what's happening, and I will pray and release it to Him, and then maybe two minutes later, and maybe if I'm really on a good day, two hours later, I will go pick up that whatever I've given it to the Lord, and, okay, wait a minute, Lord, you haven't solved this issue yet, so I'm gonna take it back, and I'm gonna go fix it now. Um, And I am really learning to say, no, you know what, Lord, I, I, I given you this issue and i truly am releasing it to you and every time i am tempted to go pick that back up he is teaching me just let me handle it and i think that has been the toughest lesson this season and um it's it's being learned be gracious with me <laughs> it's still being learned probably the rest of my life but um, that's one in my prayer life that has really i think you know pushing me forward learning to truly let go and let god
0: And i think that's a good segue into what if jesus was serious about anxiety and so i'd open up that yeah to your group so somebody jump in
3: I will take that one. Um, I have struggled with anxiety and depression for years and through this group, um, thankful to God and bringing this group into my life, I've been able to um, find help for that and um, pray through that and really understand through this um, study that just like Joyce was saying about giving up your control to God, giving your worries and your anxiety to him because he is the one that has everything under control. He's going to take care thing. of you. He's it's not going to let, healthier. you know, Not the healthiest. I mean, bad things are going to happen, it's but that feed you. through those not bad things, you can it. give all that to God and it's he's going to get you through it. So I think my anxiety and my worry... And, introducing um, Pick
0: 2 Tuesday and enjoy a different deal every weekday. That it's 5 days, 5 over, deals, $15. dollars able
3: to say no nope, It's we're time gonna for another choice and God's going to take care of that. We're Huey Pharma. It always And we're work? not just new no. choices. <laughs> we're in I'm human, but, um, for less than the cost of extra guac for a year, head, go, nope, you nope, can have nflsundayticket.tv. What what I hear you saying. Products that are highly designed, highly affecting the story, highly under
0: budget has got it which is very different than what pops up in our hearts when we're experiencing anxiety. Because what pops up in our hearts when we're experiencing anxiety is that we're alone, that you know this is the end, that, um, and so that the counter story, and that's the way through anxiety is.
2: Yeah, I don't think I would be where
3: I am today if I didn't have my relationship with God, so.
0: Um, Anybody else? Yeah, jump in.
2: I was just going to say my biggest takeaway is that um, we're all created in the image of God, and I really tried to look at at work when we're teaching together. We've tried to look at certain students and go, He was created in the image of God. It really has helped. Or parents that are just like, and you're like, oh my goodness, that person was creating the image of God. It's not just awesome God people. God loves like, them. <laughs> yes. It's not just the awesome, great people, but just the super hurting people that are like, oh, you don't want to be around. Um, so that's something we've been throwing around a lot at work this year. It's like, oh, they were made in the image of God, you know? Um, and then the second thing was I'm always in a rush. I'm always in a rush. I'm hurry, hurry, hurry. got to get everything done. got to have a lot of caffeine, get more done. da 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 And what struck me in this was Jesus was never in a hurry Mm -hmm. yet he saved the whole world so i could probably calm down a little bit yeah Um, yeah yeah.
0: i I like one 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 time i was having a conversation with someone and and they were like um you know i can't i'm not gonna stop like satan doesn't take a day off and i was like but god does and which one of those two are you trying to be like right now like whoa But that is, that is just a beautiful encouragement, because in our world where we're so obsessed with, you know, well, what did I do? How did I, you know, you know, do the morning routine, check off my checklist? And what did what's Jesus's routine? Is like, yes, he gets up early, but he seeks the Father.
2: And last week when Ben was saying hashtag blessed, hashtag stressed, I was like that yeah that's super accurate, um, and in the lord's Prayer, when it says, um, "Give us this day our daily bread, and I never thought about that way it's like, yeah, don't give us bread for three months to come to store up and freeze, and yeah, daily bread, so count on him every single day, yeah so
0: i think, I think that's really true, and that's an encouragement because we do we live in the world of Costcos and chest freezers and yeah, we do like to, We literally freeze our bread so that we can yeah, Oh. No, that's that's great. Um, okay, so at this introducing point, to America um, I think we have done a lot of really good the Romeo to really look like and some action great. steps that you've taken Italian as you take Jesus seriously. This is in a way anything It's designed to make travel easier. About? You can pack more into it because this thing. taking so Jesus you don't seriously have to that thing. has made it's a difference in your healthier. life over the last couple of Not- months.
4: Um, yeah, so this actually ties into um, the passage that Ben preached about last week um, about valuing other people um, and then examining our hearts to see, like, where is our heart at as far as, like, anger and contempt um, for other people. Um, that was a lesson in this book that um, really hit me because I didn't view myself as a particularly angry person, Um, but by, like, going through kind of, like, the different degrees of anger, like, there's, you know, you're frustrated, you're angry, you're furious, and then after, um, I think Sky calls it fermenting, after your anger ferments and it's been inside you for long enough, it becomes contempt. Um, and so there was a lot of self-examination that's happened with me <laughs> over the last few weeks about how, you know, maybe I'm not like I'm not yelling at anyone, but I kind of will um, avoid conflict and just allow my anger to like to ferment and become something that is um, harmful to me and then harmful to the way that I look. At other people. Um, So like the ladies were talking about like everyone is made in the image of God and when I look through the lens of contempt for someone I can't see that image. Um, So there's been a lot of internal examination for me of okay like how am I allowing my anger and um, unresolved conflict to keep me from seeing people as image bearers and then that is hindering me from then helping to bring about the kingdom of God. Um, So that's been a big internal um, growth point for me and the ladies are helping to hold me accountable for that.
0: (laughs) That's great. Uh, Another one, anyone else got something you wanna jump in on with that? Ways that your life has been different by taking Jesus seriously.
1: Um, I think the accountability uh has been so amazing I, I, if you don't know um Julene and marianne and i all work together in seventh grade at la creole middle school and um we have tough days and we have tough issues and when the attitude starts sliding south—and I mean (laughs) mine—and when I start getting awful about a student or a parent or even um, a fellow teacher, which, you know, these things happen, uh, the accountability is something I really, really, really appreciate. And just having these women there to, you know, bring me up short and remind me that this person is made in the image of God, or remember that Jesus died for them, too. Um, just that phrase stops me short, and I have that moment of, Lord, forgive me, and let me see this child or this parent or this fellow teacher in your eyes. And I, it's changed my school year. So it's been awesome. Um, I
3: was also going to say, one of the spots, oh, kind of goes along with what you're saying um, about seeing people differently, is um, one of the things is to pray for your enemies. Um, and the, I don't think I've really done that as much before reading this. Um, book, it's really brought that to the forefront of my mind. And so um, I'll write down certain names of people that maybe I have conflict with, or um, sometimes it's students. Sometimes it's just people in my life. um, And just try and remember to pray for them daily that hopefully that relationship changes. So that has been a big shift, I think, in seeing those people that maybe I have a hard time getting along with in a different way.
0: Yeah. I think, I think that's a great encouragement for us as a church. Like, what would it look like if in all of our relationships where we were experiencing conflict, where we had the humility to pray for those people? So I, I really appreciate the openness. I really appreciate um, just how, how honest and humble all you um, have been in this discussion. And so thank you so much church. Can we give them a thank you for getting up here? Yeah. Um, Joe, would you pray us out? And I did not tell her I was going to do that. So she's got this. Let's go. All
4: right. Um, Father God, thank you for, um, this day and for, uh, this family and body of people. Um, I pray that you'll be with us all, um, this week and help us to truly examine your words. Um, and, contemplate and meditate on what it means for us to do those things in our daily walk. Um, I pray you'll be with us as we move forward this week to be the church. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Good job. There we go.